0: Welcome to Conversations, a podcast by Christ Presbyterian Church, Auburn, where we sit down weekly with our pastor, Eric Zellner, and seek to apply God's word to our daily lives. We hope that this podcast will profit you as you join us. Welcome back to the Christ Presbyterian Podcast. This is Conversations, Episode 2, titled Podcast on Podcasts." For all of our listeners out there, um, whoever you may be, if you're not a member of Christ Presbyterian Church or you don't regularly attend our worship services, uh, just to fill you in, Eric, our pastor, has been preaching through the book of 1 Corinthians here recently. Uh, And and a few weeks ago in the office, uh, we were talking about 1 Corinthians chapter 4, and Eric um, said some really great things, had some great thoughts on uh, noise in our culture and things that we hear, so kind of gave us the idea to do this podcast. So, Eric, do you want to f- fill us in on what
1: that was? Sure. Yeah, we were talking in the office about um, the the concept of, of how many words and the volume of information that that we receive um, nowadays. In, in former days, before even things like radio and stuff like that, people were, people got their information by virtue of reading. And now, in the culture that we live in, people take in, um, you know, podcasts, they take in a 24-hour news cycle, they, they're digesting uh, a volume of information in, in Twitter in the form of 140 characters. And, and so, there's a, there's a real urgency to put forth something that seems or feels pithy, and it won't be hard for you to find uh, somebody who, who tweets and retweets and retweets and retweets this, this really pithy, cool statement. And so it, it seems pretty obvious when we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 4 that there's a real implication between words uh, and and words which come in as noise and what Paul talks about as words that produce power. Um, and what Paul means by that in the context of a, of a place where... Uh, there's a pride problem in the church. He is speaking of words accompanied by the Holy Spirit's power that actually bring about transformation, that change people's lives. So that's really where we were talking about it.
0: Great. So before we jump into that, let's um, let's read the text and, and, uh, and go through this. So is it good with you if we go ahead and read the text? Yeah, please do. Thank you. All right, so we're going to be reading First uh, Corinthians chapter four, verses fourteen through twenty-one. Uh, and again, if you would like to read along with us, we're using the English Standard Version of the Bible. Beginning in verse fourteen, I do not write these things to you. To, to, I do not write these things to make you ashamed, but to admonish you as my beloved children. For though you have countless guides in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. I urge you then be imitators of me. That is why I sent you Timothy, my beloved and faithful child in the Lord, to remind you of my ways in Christ as I teach them everywhere in every church. Some are arrogant as though I were not coming to you, but I will come to you soon if the Lord wills and I will, and I will find out not the talk of these arrogant people, but their power. For the kingdom of God does not consist in talk, but in power. What do you wish? Shall I come to you with a rod or with love in a spirit of gentleness? All right. So we see in this text that Paul refers to many guides and he contrasts himself as a father to a guide. So when we read this text, what is the difference between a guide and a father?
1: Yeah, I think that actually is a part of what got me to thinking about this culture, uh, William. You, you recognize that he's making a distinction between those who are in the church and and are under acting like guides, and and he's saying, "I'm actually a father to you." Now, certainly, he means I'm a father in the sense that I'm the one who shared the gospel with you. You're you're following the faith that I've passed along, but uh, he's making the distinction with guides as someone who really desires to to draw out or uh, create followers. The the guides are people who are looking for followers instead of fathers who are looking for uh, changed lives, transformed lives. And so I think when we talked about this in the sermon, um, I, I made a distinction between people in our culture who want followers, who want people to listen to them because they are gurus, and those who are actually looking for, uh, for help. And I, make, I would make the distinction in my own family, right? I, I might ask somebody to help guide my kids on, uh, on how to swing a tennis racket or how to shoot a basketball. But when it really comes to life-transforming things, I want to be the, the voice because I actually care infinitely about where they are and where they're going. So it's it's the difference of being invested for self or being invested for the good of the, of the individual. Right,
0: right. So as we move down in the text, Paul states that the kingdom of God, uh, the kingdom of God consisting of sons and daughters with uh, fathers, does not consist in talk but in power. So how do we distinguish between plain talk and power when so much of our faith and, and influences in our modern society are displayed to us through words, so so what does Paul mean when he says "power in contrast
1: to plain words well and and I think that's actually the the most um pressing matter of that last section of the whole text. So verse twenty, the kingdom of God does not consist in talk but in power is really uh it's the punch of the entire section um and the heart of what he means. In this, of course, is that words have a have a way of creating a, a feeling of being helpful, but words in themselves do not change people's lives. And so, when I when I preached on this, we talked about the fact that that you can right now avail yourself of information, whether the internet or through podcasts or other formats where you can encounter somebody who's an expert in whatever field you wanna find. So they, they can, you can find a podcast on astrophysics. You can find a, a podcast on how to organize your closet or your kitchen. Um, and all of those things are, are clever and cute and useful. And people are in our culture dying to have somebody follow them and listen and actually care about what they're talking about. Uh, that's wholly different from a transformed life. And that's so when the Apostle Paul is talking about this, he's actually critiquing those who are good at rhetorical skills, who have a a really silver tongue, uh, with those who actually are speaking words that bring life. And so, uh, plain talk is often used. I mean, we, we recognize this in politics plain talk is used by politicians. Uh, to coerce or twist or guilt people into action or move them to a particular action. And we recognize that those, those have the appearance of being powerful. But there's a really big difference between getting someone to do something once or maybe even twice and having someone's heart deeply transformed so that it becomes the longing of their heart. Um, and I think when you look at this passage, that's the difference between plain talk and 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 the words of power that are brought about by the help of the Holy Spirit um, in the preaching of God's word. Right. The God's word has the ability to change lives. Yeah, and that and, and that's the distinct difference. And I, I think so. The heart of this podcast had so much to do with reflecting on the amount of noise that people are taking in and the volume of information that they can get in contrast to the actual coming to sit under the preaching of the word and ask for the help of the Holy Spirit to transform them. In fact, I, I, uh, I, I have noticed, and, and you probably have too, that the vast majority of people are not trying to figure out what to do. They're trying to figure out how to actually do what they know they should be doing. right? And that's totally different right? Um, it, and so when he says the kingdom of God does not consist in talk, but in power, he's making a distinction between uh, having a, a a simple cerebral knowledge of what I ought to do and actually being empowered by the Holy Spirit to do something. And those are completely different. Well, thank you. For, that was really helpful uh, talking about the
0: transformative power of God's word. I think I remember in the Westminster Shorter Catechism uh talking about uh the word of God or God's words are uh, a guide or a rule to direct us in how we may glorify and enjoy him. And when we when we think about that uh how does that kind of inform all these voices we hear in in our modern day?
1: I think that that's actually the heart of of this entire podcast William and it's and it's true for it's an issue for this reason. The the vast majority of the world is currently looking for an expert in a field, and they and they can access experts in hundreds of fields, and and I'm fairly convinced with voices like uh, Oprah and Matthew McConaughey that there is a desire to go listen to somebody who has something to say spiritually. Um, and so the world is looking for an expert in a particular field, but they're also looking for gurus who can be thought of as experts. And so then what happens is people who uh, who live in Hollywood and might be really talented as actors or actresses are given uh, a microphone and ask their opinion on uh, public policy, on public health, on on government housing, on taxation, on on the border. They're asked all these kinds of questions And because they're used to being heard in one area, people are more than willing to give their opinion on areas that they really have no clue about, right? And so oftentimes if somebody comes into my office and and I'm a pastor and my my whole job is to open the Bible and to teach the Bible. If somebody comes into my office and they wanna know what I think about taxes or real estate or something like that, I might have an opinion, but I have to be really clear. Like you don't really need to take my opinion on, on real estate. Um, I got a million thoughts on lots of things. That's not where my authority lies. And so the way that the Westminster Confession delineates that the Word of God is the only word, the only rule that directs us how to live under the reign of King Jesus, uh, because that's telling me that, then it tells me that every other voice that talks about every other thing only has a a power, or you might say really authority in that limited area. So when I come to the word of God on a Sunday morning, I recognize this is the one word that governs and rules with authority over my spiritual life, right? So if I want to know about real estate, I'm going to go listen to a a podcast on real estate, or I'm going to ask a realtor, Um, If I want to know about the spiritual things of life, eternity, heaven and hell, my own sin, my own need for Christ, I I do not go anywhere else other than the word of God. Uh, And that's what directs uh, me uh, in life. Now, unfortunately, uh, and this is where I think uh, our world is, is troubled, because anybody will speak on anything, we think anybody's worth listening to on anything, and they're not. Like Matthew McConaughey is not an expert on the on the Bible. Like the the, the random person on the radio is not an expert on the Bible. Um, th- there's a difference between somebody being um, having an opinion and somebody having words that induce power. And what, what we're saying, and what the scripture is saying, and what that Westminster Confession, I mean, Westminster Shorter Catechism, question two, says is the word of God is the one place that governs how we are to live and respond to this merciful God.
0: Yeah. And, and um, to, to kind of think about who does kind of have that authority um, to, to speak God's truth into our lives, Jesus actually gave that power to his church to put the stamp of approval. Through ordination, would that be
1: correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly, there's there's got to be some parameters by which somebody gets um, trained and is prepared to to speak on the Word of God, uh, and and it's not because the Bible's you know we talked about this last time because the Bible's an ancient document. Everybody can't be an expert on it. Um, if I speak to a student who's majoring in aerospace engineering, um, it would be arrogant and stupid of me to pick up their aerospace engineering textbook and go, you know, I kind of have some problems. I think he's pretty inconsistent here. Uh, (laughs) Because everybody knows I don't know anything about aerospace engineering, right? But why is it that everybody believes that they have the ability to come to the Bible and shred it apart for its, quote-unquote, inconsistencies or various things like that? I just think... um, we recognize that spiritually speaking you 've got to come to the Bible and recognize that when the word is preached from the Bible with the help of the Holy Spirit, there is power and authority uh, it 's totally different from every other voice and and when
0: um, you know we, we start on the square one is this is god 's word, and we build up from there uh, it 's not up to us to to kind of decide that so if we take what you said um, about you know the word of God transforms and, and what you just got done articulating. Um, we kind of realize, and this is unpopular for our culture, but we realized what happens on Sunday morning when God's people come together and a man ordained by the church preaches God's word, reads the word and explains the word. There's something special going on there. So what when we have all these different speeches and people who want to have authority, uh, what's particularly different about Sunday morning standing up preaching the Bible and the speech that I hear on my Tuesday morning
1: podcast? Yeah, I think it's a the distinct difference between uh, that Sunday morning uh, preaching of the Word is um, opinion versus the voice of God. It's a totally different thing, right? Um, because I've had realtors who didn't exactly know everything about real estate. Right, uh, and and there's times that they can give opinions. People go to lawyers and ask them their their legal opinion, and the word that follows it is opinion. But when you come to the Bible and you come to the scriptures, and we we actually believe that this is the uh, the only infallible rule, the only infallible measure of of what we believe and why we believe it, then we're saying that this has an authority because it's God speaking, as opposed to. Uh, me just standing up there on a Sunday morning, waxing on about my, my opinions about stuff. Um, so my contention <laughs> is that we got plenty of opinions, uh, and the world is, is inundated with opinions, um, and they're probably worth um, only um, – well, let's just edit that part out. Um, <laughs> opinions are really only as valuable as, as the truth that they contain, um, and so when we come to the scriptures and we're preaching the scriptures, we need to simply acknowledge that the Bible is authoritative because it's God speaking versus man's opinions.
0: So when I'm listening to a podcast on real estate, I can take that information and discern if I want to apply this or not. When I come before the preaching of the word on the Lord's day, this is God's word being given to me in I have to apply this to my heart. This is really the Holy Spirit applies it to my heart, but it's not up to me to discern. Oh, I liked that. I didn't like that. I think I remember you even saying something about someone uh, would jokingly grade your sermons. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, so we everybody comes uh, away from church and they go, they'll sit around the lunch table and they'll evaluate whether or not they liked a sermon or not. Um, and, and, and that doesn't – I mean it doesn't affect me or bother me because I'm not present for most of the critiques, I'm sure. <laughs> but, but, the, but the reality is the Word of God is, is always critiquing us. Because it's authoritative, the Word of God is the one that's doing the evaluating. Um, and, and that's – so our posture toward it should be one of humble reception to receive the Word with a kind of humility. To to take it and apply it to our lives.
0: That's super helpful. So if we have that mindset and we're we're coming to the Lord's day with that mindset, what are some practical things that we can do um, to to get us on Sunday morning
1: uh, ready to receive this mm. admonition? Yeah, that's a great question. You, I think first you got to make uh, Saturday night a different evening than every other night of the week. You actually have to probably make plans to get a good night's sleep you need to make plans if possible if you know where your pastor is preaching you need to read the text of scripture that he's going to be preaching from um, and and then when you come to church on Sunday morning you recognize uh, that your biggest problem is not trying to figure out whether your your socks match your belt but really whether or not your heart is in a place of being humble to receive the implanted word of God and so I I, I just recommend people come with a with a prayerful uh, attitude, uh, asking the Lord to help them and give His Holy Spirit, not just for themselves, but for the body of believers that's gathered uh, to hear the Word preached. Right. That's that's very helpful.
0: Thank you so much for, for this Word and, um, yeah, and doing this. Well, we hope that um, all of you have been helped by this podcast, and it's been a blessing to you. Uh, it's our prayer that you will begin to approach the Word of God, um, ready to receive it, uh, prepare for it, and We pray that as uh, you've been blessed by this, that you would go out and be a blessing to others. Uh, See you next time.
1: Thanks so much. Bye.